You're listening to a Tudor in Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference podcast. The 10th annual Tudor in Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference took place at the Royal Irish Academy on the 19th and 20th of August 2022. The conference was generously supported by the Royal Irish Academy and Marsh's Library. As in previous years, the conference was recorded for podcasting by Real Smart Media in association with History Hub. You can access the archive of Tudor and Stuart Ireland Conference podcasts on History Hub's website, historyhub.ie, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify. In this episode, a recording of a paper by Benjamin Hazard from University College Dublin, entitled A Dedicatory Epistle Addressed to Bernard O'Connor Fawley, 1761. The following paper deals with a dedicatory epistle that appeared at the start of a Spanish compendium of history in 1761. This source, evidently unnoticed until now, was addressed to Bernard O'Connor Fawley, who described himself as Lord of Offaly and was later made Earl of Offaly by Charles III of Spain. Born in France to Irish parents in 1696, he became chief of his name before a career as a soldier, governor and chief magistrate in Spain. Few other contributions to Jacobite political debate survive. The dedicatory epistle provides us with an account of a Jacobite migrant written in his own lifetime, together with a description of his forebears. It also offers an insight into the historical awareness of Jacobite exiles. Based on the contents of the epistle, the following paper describes the career of Bernard O'Connor Fawley. The connections between Spain and his family epitomise the long-standing links between the two countries in Tudor and Stuart times. At times critical of Spain and its rulers, the epistle shows an affinity and how that affinity, often tragic, developed between the Catholic Irish and early modern Spain. The earliest origins of the O'Connor-Fawley family in the dedicatory epistle refer to Cahir Moore, the second century King of Leinster and of Ireland. In later times, according to the epistle, when King's County was named in honour of Philip II of Spain, it was intended to erase the heritage of the O'Connor-Fawley family. The epistle implies that this eradication included the ancestral tomb of the O'Connor-Fawley, which they held at the Franciscan friary in the parish of Killy, County Offaly, until the friars were divested of the foundation in the late 16th century. The dedicatory letter glorifies the achievements of Bernard O'Connor Fawley and elicits the reader's sympathy for his family's misfortunes. For many, a military career was the only way to maintain status and make a living. The epistle repeatedly refers to a death crowned by Mars, the god of war. And compared to an ignominious life, a courageous death in battle or at sea was honourable in the eyes of Bernard O'Connor Fawley. He recalled the memory of Cahill O'Connor Fawley, 
who joined the Spanish army of Flanders and survived the Great Armada of 1588. Known as Don Carlos, Cahal O'Connor Farley drowned at sea in 1596 with his mother, his wife and children when a storm destroyed another Spanish fleet to Ireland. Bernard O'Connor Farley identified his source at this point as the Catholic history published by Philip O'Sullivan Bear in Lisbon in 1621. Next, O'Connor Farley described his father and grandfather as, quote, native lord of Offaly, unquote. According to the epistle, his grandfather, Tyg McBrien O'Connor Farley, raised the force against Cromwell, passed to the service of Philip IV of Spain in the States of Flanders and lost his life at Condé in the summer of 1656. Thereafter, many of the O'Connor Farley family sacrificed themselves in the service of Spain. Bernard's father, Con O'Connor Farley, commanded a company in Berwick's infantry and was among the Irish combatants who died in the southwest of Spain in 1705. In recognition of his deceased father's record, Bernard's eldest brother, Louis, received commissioned rank in the Spanish Guards before his transfer to the Hibernia Regiment. And it was standard practice for the sons of nobles to become commissioned officers in their infancy. Fourteen years later, Louis O'Connor Farley fell at the inconclusive battle of Francavilla in Sicily on the 20th of June, 1719. Bernard O'Connor Farley's active service began with the Irlanda Regiment in 1724 with the command of an Irish infantry company when Irish units were stationed in Catalonia to put down revolt. After the Oran campaign in 1732, O'Connor Farley was promoted to the command of Irish infantry and became commandant of the 2nd Battalion in 1739. At the same time, he and his brother Thady succeeded in joining the Military Order of Santiago. To do so, they relied upon their links to major advocates of the Jacobite cause in Spain at that time. The brother's main sponsor in Madrid was Toby Burke of County Limerick. And in all likelihood, Toby Burke helped Bernard's sister, Alexa, as shown in the painting, helped her to obtain access to the court of Elizabeth Farnese. As the wife of Philip V of Spain, Elizabeth Farnese had a significant influence on Spanish government until her husband's death in 1746. And the epistle refers to Alexa as Marchioness of Justiniani. During the same period, Alexa sat for this oil painting. The inscription on the painting directly reflects the wording of the dedicatory epistle, which points to the possibility that her brother Bernard commissioned the painting. The portrait shows the family's coat of arms in the upper left, as you can see, with the motto, 
courage and fortitude on a scroll beneath. The writings of the Roman historian Tacitus influenced early modern soldiery. In classical tradition, the customary reward for veterans of the Roman army was a grant of land in recognition of the fallen who had served alongside them. To acknowledge Irish losses in the service of Spain, O'Connor Farley was promoted to Knight Commander of Bedmar in the Order of Santiago. This granted him an income from landed property in Andalusia, which formed part of the commandery of Bedmar. This was warranted in the view of Bernard O'Connor Farley, who in the dedicatory epistle says that he had the misfortune not to share or inherit anything of his ancestors. In 1747, Bernard O'Connor Farley was made Field Marshal, and from this period onwards, he secured a series of posts with political and military jurisdiction. Early modern Spain preserved Roman law in local government. This is an important point. The portrayal of O'Connor Farley in the dedicatory epistle indicates that he preferred to be defined in civic terms and robed in the toga of Roman public service rather than receive the crown of glory that we spoke about earlier, a crown of glory reserved for the militia of warriors that went before him. In Spain, the governor was the essential conduit between local office and the Council of State in Madrid. First, in 1755, he was assigned the government of Tortosa, a fortress town in Catalonia, with powers of chief magistrate. He then became governor of Pamplona in 1761, and that's the year in which the compendium was published, the document that we're looking at here on the slide. An appointment to the military and political government of Lerida followed, but he did not take up office. Instead, he rose further to become interim governor and chief magistrate of Barcelona. He was responsible for everything from hospital care to the baking of bread and the licensing of sea fishing. All of these documents are there and his life is yet to be written. He exercised his powers in conformity with Madrid, implementing orders issued by Charles III of Spain and approved by the Council of State. In perhaps the best example, Charles III placed them in charge of enforcing his edict to expel the Society of Jesus and confiscate all their property in Spain and its colonies in the spring of 1767. The following year, O'Connor Farley published provisions on the allocation of Jesuit income, and in 1769, he imposed renewed penalties against expatriate Jesuits. Apart from personal recollections by Bernard O'Connor Farley, the dedicatory epistle mentions several writers who dealt with Ireland's past. These sources offer us an insight into the historical consciousness of 18th century Jacobite exiles. 
the main text of the letter refers to the Roman geographers Caius Julius Solinus and Pomponius Mela, the historians Paulus Orosius, Geraldus Cambrensis, Bede, George Buchanan, Sir Richard Cox, Matthew Kennedy, Roderick O'Flaherty and Geoffrey Keating. One further source for the epistle was the history that Bernard, Bernard O'Connor Foley read in Madrid refers to in the letter, that is, Philip O'Sullivan Bear's history dedicated to King Philip IV in the keeping of the Real Biblioteca de Madrid. The spelling of some surnames suggests the circulation of certain knowledge by word of mouth among the Irish, rather than actually reading from the texts themselves. To give you some examples, Keating instead of Keating, O'Flaherty instead of O'Flaherty. And this raises the possibility about the number of such books in circulation, their ownership, and the levels of literacy. Special praise was reserved for the celebrated Dr. Caton. And that's a direct quote. Dermot O'Connor's translation of Faris Fassa Aaron appeared in folio in London in 1723, before its re-release nine years later. Bernard O'Connor Foley appears to have referred to this edition, the first in print, for its description of O'Connor Foley origins. The wording in the epistle is almost identical to that of Dermot O'Connor. In addition, the epistle follows Keating's example by portraying O'Connor Foley's forebears as, quote, an illustrious family of princes, unquote. Inspired by the same approach as Keating, therefore, the objective for the dedicatory epistle was to promote an honourable name based on ancient lineage and the art of the sword, Catholicism and classical learning. William Camden is the only historian cited in the footnotes relating to Ireland and the Irish. The page numbers on checking them, you find that they're from Camden's Britannia, revealing the edition to be that of 1607. Printed in folio and illustrated with maps, it was the last with corrections and additions made by Camden himself. However, the list of sources in the epistle is also problematic. It does not acknowledge any difference of opinion between the writers only describing them as being, quote, among the best national authors and pilgrims, unquote. This indicates that Bernard O'Connor Foley was not fully conversant with the contents of these works. For example, Caius Julius Salinus wrote in the 3rd century. In his brief accounts of the ancient world, he noted the absence of snakes and bees in Ireland. According to Keating's preface, to O'Connor's translation of Forrest Fasser or Aaron, William Camden refuted the falsehood that there were no bees in Ireland. Pomponius Mella also occurs in the list of writers in the epistle, without further comment, despite his description of the Irish as ignorant of all virtues. Orosius the Briton 
wrote favourable descriptions of Ireland. No further detail is given in the dedicatory epistle. The epistle speaks well of George Buchanan and Sir Richard Cox. So this is a work written in Spanish by a Catholic speaking highly of Buchanan and Cox, who, along with Camden, were seen as leading Protestant thinkers. Buchanan died in 1582. He was the first historian of modern times to trace the Irish, the Scots and the Britons to Celtic origins. Keating made multiple references to Bede, who observed that the Scots stemmed from Ireland. For O'Connor Farley, the historical coalescence of the kingdoms of Scotland, Ireland and England made sense in the context of Jacobite hopes for a Stuart restoration. As a guiding principle, Buchanan was also opposed to wrongful occupation of the throne and he advocated against it. This suited the Jacobite view that George II was not the legitimate sovereign of England. In turn, Sir Richard Cox fought on the Williamite side at the Boyne in 1690 and he drafted a pardon for defeated Jacobites who laid down their arms. He then supported the terms of the Treaty of Limerick and denounced its violation as a breach of trust. After a period of disgrace, as the epistle states, Cox went on to become Lord Chancellor of Ireland. These points of convergence with Jacobitism cast further light on the epistle's approval of Buchanan and Cox. By 1761, Bernard O'Connor Farley may have realised that any remote possibility of returning Ireland, returning to Ireland, depended upon reaching an accommodation with the country's Protestants. The dedicatory epistle also mentioned Geraldus Cambrensis, Matthew Kennedy, Roderick O'Flaherty, and Kennedy of Limerick also espoused the Milesian legend in order to assert the Stuarts' Irish origins. O'Flaherty was a royalist who outlined the chronology to determine the antiquity of an Irish kingship since the time of Milesius. Nevertheless, overt references to the legend are absent from the dedicatory epistle. There are two possible reasons for its omission. First, since the start of the century, Jacobite collapse tainted the Milesian legend for the Catholic Irish. Second, in 1724, the Jacobite campaign, which presented its cases to the Spanish Council of Military Orders, found that in Madrid, the Council of Military Orders cast serious doubt on Irish applicants who claimed to be descended from Milesius without supporting evidence. Both considerations weighed on the mind of Bernard O'Connor Farley. The dedicatory epistle repeatedly shows that, in early modern eyes, blood spilled in battle was undeniable and deserved lasting recognition. It is therefore possible that Bernard O'Connor Farley sought preferment within the Spanish administration by calling attention to the lives lost in his own family in the service of Spain. In the circles of government, 
The chief controversy for O'Connor Farley was his failure to introduce mandatory military service in Catalonia. His attempts to impose these conscription laws led to serious riots on the streets of Barcelona and caused his eventual dismissal from office. On Thursday, the 9th of September, 1773, O'Connor Farley signed his will at 77 years of age. He arranged for the deposition of his remains in the Capuchin Friary in Barcelona, rather than complete burial. He did so in order to enable their transfer to the pantheon of his ancestors in the Franciscan Friary at Kili, that is Kili, County Offaly, province of Leinster, Kingdom of Ireland, and straight from the document. Charles III of Spain granted Bernard O'Connor Farley the title of Earl of Offaly three years later. Before this took place, O'Connor Farley chose the title Viscount Gieshill. The dedicatory epistle and the will of 1773 repeatedly mentioned the hereditary O'Connor Farley burial ground at Killy Franciscan Friary in Guise Hill Barony. He ascended to the Spanish Council of War on the strength of his record in 1779 while retaining the Captaincy General of Granada, but only spent a few months in office. He died in Madrid on the 29th of March 1780. So to conclude, Bernard O'Connor Farley achieved greater success in Spain than was possible for the Catholic aristocracy and gentry of 18th century Ireland. During his career as soldier, governor and chief magistrate, the Spanish rated his experience and loyalty to Madrid. In return, he earned his status as a representative of the Spanish crown. The establishment of his noble title in 1776 represented the successful conclusion of his calls for Spanish recognition of his ancestry. Though separated from Ireland, he understood that a historical experience connected past, present and future. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from the Tudor and Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference. You can access the entire archive of Tudor and Stuart Ireland Conference podcasts on History Hub's website, historyhub.ie, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify.